all the scenes where people just walked into that police station and were able to do fucked up shit, like the one replicant goes in there and steals the bones. Right? Yeah, right. And then later she shows up in like the lieutenant's office and murders yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grumpy. No, it's fine. Somebody's grumpy. I'm not grumpy. You have a grumpy face on. I have not a grumpy face. Now, this is when you get low energy and now you're upset because things didn't work out the way that you wanted them to. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, I, I can tell. Uh, what, what, Your energy shifts. As soon as something doesn't go right, then you get upset and withdrawn. And now... You're gonna pout for an hour. I am not. And then we're gonna have. <laughs> then we're gonna pouting, have an episode man. of you pouting. I'm not pouting. You're not pouting. Let's describe to the audience the what 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 just happened. Uh, we had, we just had a, a real nightmare, of yeah, <laughs> nightmare of things. <laughs> yeah, Chris was supposed to come and he didn't come. So right. and then he called in instead. The the value. I don't mind people calling in, but I think. It's uh, clear that it's more valuable to have, to have people, people in the room. It's just a better, you know, vibe for what we do. That's my opinion. I agree. Um, anyway, let's talk about uh, Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner 2049. When did you see it? Like a couple weeks ago. Okay. A week or two ago. What did you What did you think? I about hated it. Okay. I thought it was so bad. What was bad about it? Were you a fan of the original Blade Runner? Uh, not really. So yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I, I've seen the original Blade Runner th- like three times yeah. and I find it to be a really dumb movie. Like nothing happens. There's no character development. I mean, yeah, there's the aesthetics are undoubtedly amazing. Right. And you can't hate on that. The style, the visual style is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. But other than that, in terms of an actual movie, you know, it's not really that good. I I don't think. I don't think the original Blade Runner is very good. I saw it recently in theaters, actually, the original one. It, like it was a re-release at the Egyptian theater, not re-release, whatever. They screened it at the Egyptian theater. Yeah. And I was just like, this movie is really just sort of a dumb. Movie. So you didn't like Blade Runner at all. No. So I didn't why like were you movie. surprised that you didn't like Blade Runner twenty forty? I just thought. Well, you know, because this director is pretty good, I guess. Not really, but I mean, Sicario's great, but... Yeah. Um, Rival's okay. I didn't really like Arrival. I think it gets shitty in the third act. Yeah, it gets really bad It's more end. a script problem, though. Like, I think it's... Yeah. He's a, he's a stylist. He's a stylist, yeah. exactly. And he's amazing at that. He's an amazing stylist, but his... You know, this movie just was... I I found it to be... I I, I was really excited. Like, that first scene was really cool. When in he goes 2049, to see the, yeah, the replicant and, you know, living the, out in the farm, right? And the aesthetics are cool and it's compelling, and then it just turns into this like total mess, man. And it's boring. I was just so bored. I haven't wanted a movie to end so much in so long. Mm. Like, I was just like, I can't wait for this to be. I almost, I would have walked out, honestly. I was, that's how bored I was. What was, what did you find boring? 
it was there was all these like ridiculously long takes for no reason like the sex scene just went on and on and See, on. I felt it's like, like that... we get it. Like we, I get what's happening. So. You, you know, you don't need to drag this out. Let's, let's give spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, I actually, I thought I was worried the sex scene was going to drag on, and I felt it ended right at the right time because it was kind of weird and different. He's he's fucking like two different people, but it's the same person. It just wasn't computer compelling simulation. to me. Like I, I thought that it was like they thought that was so compelling, and it was just not that interesting. Like no, I don't. I, I I felt it was more like a weird visual. This is my opinion is different. I don't think it's horrible. I don't love the original Blade Runner. I think it's a very cold, removed film. It's not very emotionally involving, yeah. other than the Roy Batty scene at the end, right? Which, which I is think great, is amazing. right? Exactly, yeah. And. I, it was funny because I didn't realize that until I saw that in the theater, and it was during that 2007 re-release they did of the final cut after Ridley Scott made his little tweaks, and it played L.A. and New York, and I went to see it here, and I was really like moved during that scene, and I was like, oh, this is I've never felt this during this movie, but it's a very cold, difficult movie to like love. Yeah, because there's no character. The guy has no character. Right. Deckard has. There's. There's nothing. Yeah, he's kind of just. There is zero character. He's just like a supposed to be a standard guy, noir detective. Yeah, but... in, in the future, and so I never like loved Blade Runner. I liked watching it. I always enjoyed the the music and the visuals. You know, so I thought this movie was very much the same, which I was surprised by. I thought it was going to be like a real hacky, you know, follow up. That's off bit. You know, remember when 2001 came out and then 2010 came out in the 80s and 2010's style was complete. It was like a standard 80s action movie. Did uh, you ever see those no, two? No, I don't remember those. Well, two, but I was, yeah, have you I seen 2001? Alive, but yeah, uh, well, yeah, of course. You can, you can see movies later. You're aware of that, right? <laughs> yeah, like, movie, remember when this came out? Well, I'm saying remember the fact that there's a 2010. <laughs> have you seen 2001? Yes. Have you seen 2010? No. Okay. So 2001 is kind of a art film, right? Basically, a sci-fi art film. 2010 is a very standard it's just like an action movie. sci-fi yeah. action movie with really great effects still to this day. It's just a very different tone. If you watch 2001 than 2010, it's like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah, well, one is a Kubrick film and one is not. Right. But this, I felt they were of a piece. Like I didn't feel. It was a different aesthetic or a different vibe. No, yeah, it, it was felt the same thing. Very consistent, which I liked. I was I was surprised by it, and it does, it does take its time, and it is very slow moving. But I didn't really, I didn't, that didn't bother me. I was just kind of taken along by the sights and sounds of it. Yeah, that's you're like the third person I've heard to say that is like they just were so drawn in by the sights, right? Yeah. But to me, there wasn't anything interesting. There was no. It was just like the Blade Runner 80s sound played on super loud with like new digitized versions of the exact same shit that was in the last one. I mean, there wasn't anything, ooh, there's a giant holographic advertisement of a naked woman. Like, whoa. I, there just wasn't know, anything interesting. But you didn't get the thrust of what that scene was, the giant naked woman? What, what was it? What was happening in that scene? What was happening? Well, the in the film, for people that haven't seen it, uh, Ryan Gosling's character, Kay, is a replicant, and that's established at the beginning of the film. He's a replicant. He's not a real person. And he lives in this apartment with a 
like an AI virtual reality woman that they have a relationship sort of. And it's kind of questionable in the movie whether or not she's actually in love with him or it's just all a construct. Uh, later in the film, I think after her, the device she's transported onto, it breaks and she's dead, quote unquote. He sees an advertisement featuring the same model that's the woman that he's in love with. And so he's on this bridge and she's like flirting with him. And then he, you know, you kind of have this thing of he's going, oh, was what I had with this woman even in a relationship? Or is this just more bullshit that was con- that was constructed yeah, to make me feel that's good? That's just not compelling to me. I guess, you know what? I, th- I think this is maybe a problem with that I have with AI movies in general. Yeah. Like I hated her. I didn't see her. I, I, I hated her. I don't like, I mean. Or does X, her X, refer to all women? I hate it. Almost. <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, Ex Machina was co- a cool movie, yeah. but, and at least Ex Machina sort of tackled the question of AI really head on. But these movies that like paint robots as actual people annoy me. But that's not what this movie did. It made it very ambiguous. The thing is, in this movie, though, there is no actual difference between people and androids. They're they're the same thing. There's no... You know, Ryan Gosling has all the emotions of a actual person, and it's like... But does he? Yeah, he does. But that's... That's more what the movie is exploring. It's not clear. I mean, you're assuming that he feels things the same way, but part of the question of the movie is, is he feeling that or is it programmed? Does he actually? I mean, the the nugget is... That's just not compelling to me. Like, that's just not a compelling question because no, of course, the the AI question is not compelling to me. That's fair. You know, I I don't find that to be an... Oh, what if machines really become self-aware like that's not gonna happen that's not what that means like i said i don't think and for that movie that's not really the the main point of it but it's it's kind of the color but like what i'm saying with that scene that's sort of what's going on with the scene because the whole question it's sort of like a mirror image of the original right because in the original once ridley scott's final version got out the question is is deckard a replicant or not right is he uh is he created or is he a real person? This is the opposite because you know this guy is a replicant from the start, but can he behave like a human being? Is he capable of human behavior? So there's sort of this mirror between the two, which I like. I like that that duality. And I was, I was actually surprised with this movie that usually with Harrison Ford in this kind of late stage of his career, he's usually kind of not a good actor. Star Wars The Force Awakens being a prime example of it but this one i was like oh this is kind of a good harrison ford performance yeah no i thought harrison ford was fine yeah what'd you think of so jared leto yeah i didn't like Jared. plays like you know your classic tech ceo gone crazy yeah you know and he has no eyes and instead of eyes he has like little flying cameras that he sees through and I mean, how does this guy have a job? I, I don't understand. <laughs> like what? What do you mean? How does Jared Leto have? I mean, he's good looking. Is that? Oh, it? how do you, the actor? Yeah. Okay, I thought you meant the character. It's like he like glances. He goes, I, like every word he said, he like glanced in another direction. I like didn't, I, I didn't like and saying profound things. 
things over and over. Yeah, he was very actory. Ugh. He was the worst. He was my least favorite. I read that what Dennis Villeneuve is that his name is pronounced. He was trying to get David Bowie to play that part, and I felt like the part needed somebody with like more weird yeah. gravitas. Yeah, than Jared it's like Leto they has. Jared Little wants to be weird, and he's yeah. just so not actually. Yeah, because he's like conventionally androgynously handsome. Yeah, yeah, and you're you're sort of distracted by him in a way that God, there's a billboard right now in Sunset. You know that like part of Sunset Junction right outside the Echoplex where there's always like a music billboard. Yeah, his like thirty seconds to Mars pictures on there and he's got like a man bun and a fucking stupid beard and i'm just like god you are the worst yeah he he's he's kind of the sore thumb of the movie like the other actors i felt were all good i I like ryan gosling i like the i always like gosling but gosling has been playing the same goddamn role since drive yeah you know you ain't wrong and i think that (laughs) i mean i guess he wasn't la la land right but uh yeah, he's got like a mysterious past. And I for, I like Gosling though. It's yeah, weird. I like it's like him. I should hate him, but I don't. Like I like him. He's a likable figure. He he's, seems like kind of self-aware, you know, which is which is nice. He seems like he kind of gets it, which yeah. is sort of amazing if you think about it. I've I've never like disliked him in a movie. Yeah. He's he's just the yeah, he's he's a, like a pretty boy but you're not annoyed by it in the way you are like by Jared Leto. Yeah. There's a difference in in the way that he carries himself, right. I think. Yeah, I I thought that he he did a fine job. Uh I, the woman that played like the woman that worked for Jared Leto's yeah, character. Yeah, she was kind of cool. She was cool. Uh, what's her face? I thought was a little distracting because she was Robin Wright yeah. Penn. Maybe yeah, because I'm too too much House of Cards. I'm like, well, it's like of... Robin Wright Penn is just like, isn't it so funny? What her career is like? She was like, I'm like beautiful ingenue, and then like overnight, I'm suddenly like dragon lady bitch yeah. in every <laughs> evil lesbian. Yeah, yeah, evil short haired lesbian <laughs> in every fucking movie. Um, so you didn't, you didn't. The visuals of the film weren't enough to like be captivating to you. I'm also not really that much of a visual guy, you know. Like I'm very much a concept and like writing person, you yeah. know. I mean, I'm always, I'm like that with music too. I I don't really, I put a lot of stake in the writing. So what's like, and a the di- writing was just not good. What's a dystopia film that you like? You know, when the first thing that comes to my mind when you say that is Twenty Eight Days Later. Okay, one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. That's uh. Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle. Yeah. That's a good film. What is it about that that's different? Like, Well, the, I mean, that's just a, such a totally different thing. That was kind of the rebirth of the zombie yeah. thing. Um, what other What other more, though, like... like sci-fi. Um, less horror, more sci-fi. Yeah, uh, they're more like visually Blade Runner-esque. I hate Star Wars. You know, I kind of liked the uh, Hunger Games movies. I've seen, I've I saw the second one, and I, I thought, thought that one was pretty. good. The second one's great. Yeah, the other two are not as good as the yeah. second one, but the second one really does it. Yeah, I think those are cool movies. I, I think that there's a lot of good stuff about those. Um, but you like the concept of that, right? Because it fits in with your yeah. I think it's a cool concept. Dystopic vision of society. All right, right, right. This is where everything is going to go if we're not careful. Yeah. These ladies keep having their tits hanging out. We're going to be... Ladies with their tits out. We're going to be fighting. 
in the arena. Well, there is some really interesting critiques of like media culture in those yeah. movies. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Do you like, uh, have we talked about Southland Tales on this podcast? Oh my God, I've never seen that. That is a movie that's very, it feels like a Blade Runner-esque film. I love that movie. It's very, you love Southland Tales? I've I, never seen it. I saw it three it's Richard times Kelly, in right? the theater. Yeah, I yeah. love Richard Kelly. I think he's a genius. Wow. He's an underappreciated genius. Whoa, I got to see Southland Tales. It's, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, if you hate it, I'm, it's not going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> it's a hateable movie. It's very problematic. Like The script doesn't make very much sense. It relies on knowledge of a comic book. Really? Like that tells the first part of the story and then the, the movie starts and it's just, you. it's assumed you know these things happen. Um, Weird. It's it's a really bizarre movie, but it, it it it's it's hard to describe like why what I like happens it so much. In it? What happens? Nothing. It's it's like two and a half <laughs> hours. Nothing happens, but it's all like the the basic storyline is the rock. First of all, the rock is in it in an early the rock role, and he plays an action movie star, and he goes missing, and he is. Uh, I believe dating the daughter of one of the two presidential candidates. So the two people running for president are uh, Clinton Lieberman. This is in 2008. It's the year that it said it's 2008. So Clinton Lieberman and then the Republican side who are like made up Republican characters. And California has become uh, a state that could be won by the Republicans. So they're campaigning in, in California. What? So This is like so not what I thought this was about. So he goes missing. And he has like a mental breakdown and they don't know what happened to him. There's a space of time when he's missing. So they're, they're all looking for him. He can't remember who he is or what he's doing. He thinks he's a character in one of his movies. So they're all looking for him. Then there's also these, these twin brother cops that are, there's some mysterious thing going on with them. They're Iraq war vets. Um, and that's basically the premise of the movie. And it's set in this weird alternate 2008 it came out in like 2006, so it was, you know, like an alternate future movie. <laughs> Clinton Lieberman is in Hillary Clinton? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's it's really... That's amazing. And Rock, The Rock is an action star. It's like got a lot of stuff right. Yeah. It's a, it's a strange, hard-to-love movie. Like, people that don't like it, I 100% get, because it's off-putting. <laughs> it's jagged. Is there a plot? Yeah, it's sort of Who's like, the star? The Rock is kind of the star, but he's doing a really bizarre performance. It's, it's very not The Rock. He's not being confident. He's being very like scared and and nervous, and he does this weird thing with his his hands the whole time. Like I'm motioning to Isaac, but he's like tapping the first two uh, Whoa, hands of his finger weird. together. Sean William Scott is the two cops, and he's he's sort of the hero. Uh, but there's not there's not really one. Oh, the other plot line is there's uh, there's this company that is producing this alternative to gas. It's this energy source, and this guy controls all the <coughs> this futuristic energy. And yeah, it's this sounds like freaky idiocracy. I can't believe it exists. It's completely insane. Yeah, but it has that same vibe of. Well, weirdness. it's trying to be Lynchian. Right? It's very Lynchian. It's like Blade Runner mixed with Dune, mixed with like kind of like a normal L.A. cop story. 
Weird. And there's like a musical number and it's, it's so a, it's set in a dystopia though. It's yeah, like it's set it, in like a different world. Yeah, it's set in a in a, in a weird LA an alternate reality 2008. Oh, here's the other part that I haven't seen. Well, this. what's the world? The world is there was a nuclear attack in the United States in 2005. So the world so the the homeland security has control over all the states and they all have borders that you have to go through. It's like Europe where there's tightly controlled immigration in between borders. So that's like the backstory that that exists. Anyway, I could talk about the movie all day. <laughs> it's really it's really an interesting, weird movie, but I can't recommend it because people always like that was a piece of shit. That was horrible. Yeah, people hate that movie. Yeah, it's but it's not. There's it shouldn't be hated. It's it's it it, it was one of the contenders for the Palme d'Or at, at Con really? in two thousand six or seven. Yeah, I gotta see this. Yeah, it got booed. You know, people there hated it, but it's it's a work of art. I feel like I feel all of his. What has he done? Did he did the box? That was also great. Oh, that was so dumb. Also great. No, that's like that movie. Why did you not like that movie? It's just just silly. Just a silly film. Yeah, I disagree. I think he's a. You love Kelly. I do. What's he doing now? He he, nobody will give him any money. He's done shit for years, which is too bad. Yeah, he had some TV project I think that he was working on, but that never came through. Yeah, it's a shame. You know, Donnie Darko's a, a great movie. Yeah. Southland Tales is great, and The Box is great. Yeah. In my opinion. That's how Jake Gyllenhaal got famous, right? Yeah. It was like, I mean, he's already the son of somebody. His dad's like a famous TV director. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so They're not Jewish, though, right? Gyllenhaal? Gyllenhaal? No. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Gyllenhaal. Maybe his mom is, and if his mom is, then, yes. then he is. You didn't like... I don't really like Jake Gyllenhaal, to be honest. I don't really. I mean, I think he's like a good guy to have in your movie, maybe, but I don't really. He's kind of an underrated actor, I feel like. He's one of those guys who, I don't know. You know, he's a little bit like Leo in that he doesn't really have like a a fifth gear. That's what how I describe Leo DiCaprio. What do you mean? Like Leonardo DiCaprio is a great leading man because he but because he can play like the normal guy yeah. really well, you know? The kind of guy that you like hinge yourself to that's sort of just like unremarkable. Yeah. Um but he can't like whenever he's had an opportunity to like go to the next level of acting ability like really do something special like what well i'm thinking of django okay uh i feel like he never really gets there he he, he can't dig you didn't think he was good he in django dig d- quite deep enough you didn't you, think, know? you didn't think he was no. remarkable uh, in yeah i think it was pretty he, uh, he was trying he was trying way too hard so it's like the uh, you can just see the acting. Yeah, I can see natural. him acting. You know, whereas when he's just being a leading man, I mean, he's. I think his one of his best roles is honestly Blood Diamond. He's like really good in Blood I Diamond. That one. Did yeah, you like The Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, I, I love the book. The movie was okay, but I really liked that movie. I thought it was one of the funniest movies that came out that year. Yeah, it just I mean, made it's me a, laugh it's hysterically. A decent, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's very unapologetic, which is nice. Well, it's just it's it's so it's so funny. 
You yeah. know, like you're just laughing at. I heard people talking about it. they're like, oh, the movie's so misogynistic, and it's and I'm like, you're not, but that's not, it's not celebrating that. You're laughing at these assholes. Yeah, you're not. I didn't feel like that was a celebratory movie of those people at all. I felt it was very critical. Right. You know, it's like look at these punks of shit. Yeah. That are mega rich for no reason. Yeah. Just for being totally. I liked him a lot in that. That was one of my favorite. No, he's he's good in that. He's good in that. Anyway, but no, so Jake Gyllenhaal to me is kind of one of those guys. Like he's like, he tries to get to that that kind of next level shit, and what he night can't crawler. really get. It. I know that's the thing that everybody's thinking of. I mean, he's good in that, but he's just really creepy. You know, I mean, it's not. I don't think that that's. I don't know. That. Well, I wonder with like a movie like Nightcrawler, he's lost all that weight, and sometimes that like, I, I mean, I don't want to shortchange the acting job but i feel like that gets people credit that maybe they don't they, deserve no yeah totally yeah. Cause Cause that's it's like oh he, he's oh, doing yeah. such he's skinny. a yeah he just happened to lose like 30 pounds yeah and, and so that makes him better at acting right whereas see i prefer a uh i, pr- I prefer a mcconaughey to a I prefer <laughs> McConaughey to a Hall. Uh, because you know McConaughey can do totally dumb shit, but he does have that fifth gear. You know, like he can go really, really deep into like weird shit world. Yeah. You know, like like he can. I think he's got that like insanity in him that you kind of need to be able to do the really, really like challenging acting is it is that from uh true no. detective is that why you yeah that i haven't watched that one so you know you haven't what i never watched true detective oh my god yeah. go home and watch that right now <laughs> everybody says that so good did you see dallas buyers club yeah exactly you know he he can get to that which is another one of these skinny fucking yeah. roles which is dumb but we should make a list of like skinny Christian Bale always does that. Yeah. Have you seen him as Dick Cheney in this new uh this new film that he's playing Dick Cheney Who? in? Christian Bale. No. He looks exactly like Dick Cheney. Really? He gained a bunch of weight. Yeah, he always it's like this is what Christian But Bale I does. like Christian Bale's energy. Like cuz he's he's crazy. He's, he's got a, definitely a crazy vibe for yeah, sure. Yeah. There's he's mentally ill. Which is why I like watching. Well, I mean, that's why American Psycho. Is what do you keep looking over there? So good. I'm just staring at the time. See, you're in a bad by. mood. I'm not in a bad mood. No, you're sour. Um, pouting. Yeah. Who's your favorite actor? I don't. Know. I, I I don't really. It's more like role related now. I don't. There's nobody who I whose work I follow, and I'm like, I love them in everything. Like it, it, it's always like project dependent. Right. Like I loved Leonardo DiCaprio in The Wolf of Wall Street. Do I love Leonardo DiCaprio? Eh, not really. It yeah. goes up and down depending on what he's up to. Right. You know, I, I, I like, I like it when people do. Like I loved Christian Bale as Batman. I thought he was a great Batman. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's, he's a crazy person. Uh, Christian. Yeah, he's kind of perfect for that role because he's like can look that's why he was also American Psycho is actually a very similar role to Batman yeah because he looks yeah normal, he looks but normal but there's, there's something slightly there's a off. mask yeah. of sanity and there's yeah. a deranged person underneath behind it yeah that's very true you've heard his yell his yeah I this is not a popular opinion but I am a hundred percent on his side 
when he's yelling about the what is it on set yeah. somebody's cell phone or something no it's the it's the cinematographer of the movie they're making which is terminator salvation was in his eyeline so he's in the scene and he's trying to summon up you know some emotion anger or whatever and the dp shane hurlbut is in the background fucking with a light and he's getting distracted by it. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. starts screaming at him and, and throwing a huge tantrum. Yeah. But he's correct, because that's what those fucking DPs are always doing. <laughs> they don't care about any of the actor right, energy. Right, They're right. just all about like, oh, make sure it looks good. Yeah. And he's just being distracting when this guy's trying to summon get up in the, 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 zone, the yeah. vibe, and he's trying to have an emotional scene with her. And, just you know, the guy's being a shitbag. Yeah. So I heard that and I was like, I don't have any problem with him screaming at this guy. Yeah. Isn't it, it, isn't the acting hierarchy interesting? It's like, I feel like it like goes from one to 10 or, you know, whatever, five to 10. And it's like 10, there's like two guys. It's Philip Seymour Hoffman and Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, you mean like? Like those are the only two guys really at the they're kind of equal at the top. Well, one of them's dead. Right. Yeah. You know. Isn't know. that funny? Like, And I think like, it kind of goes down from there. I don't know if Philip Seymour Hoffman is considered on that level. Oh, yeah. Because... Totally. Yeah, but he never really did leading stuff the way Daniel Day-Lewis... Like, Daniel Day-Lewis is like a leading man. Kind of. I mean, yeah, he is. But, but Philip Seymour Hoffman was never really given a lot of leading... Even though he's a great actor... I don't know if people equate those two. Oh, I think th- those two are tens, and everybody else kind of like is below those two. Like, right? I mean, there's no who else is on their level. No one. I'd have to think about it, but I don't know that it's like Daniel Day Lewis and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Blade Runner. Um. So what? Do you, what's your final? I think that. I think that. It's it followed the original Blade Runner in every way, especially in how it was received. It fucking tanked at the box office, which is what happened to the original Blade Runner. Uh, people, I, I mean, I don't know. It's such a weird movie landscape nowadays that I'm not sure will it become a classic the way that Blade Runner is. That's that's hard to determine. No, it know? definitely won't. I don't know. I mean, I think it, it, of all the movies they could have made as a sequel to the Blade Runner, I was like, this is probably about as good as it's going to be i was real worried it was going to be dumb you know really stupid not in the same artistic vibe and when ridley scott said he wasn't making it i was bummed out but i actually you know what did ridley scott make fucking alien covenant which is a hunk of shit yeah and this i thought was really in line with what blade runner was yeah you know i i thought it was i didn't love it i think it's a hard movie to love but experience-wise, I felt it was right in line with what I was expecting. Really? Yeah. See, yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I think maybe there's a lot of things rooting against it for me. Well, especially if you didn't like the if original. If I didn't like the original, right. Exactly. You know, it's exactly the same tone and vibe as the original. And, you know, that is what was most, was. but it wasn't like, a lot of movies that try to replicate the original, they just, like a good example if you're thinking about blockbusters is Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you ever see that? Yeah. Uh, I, I can't watch that, but the, the, I watched like 15 minutes. The original Guardians of the Galaxy is kind of a fun, poppy, out-of-the-ordinary out Marvel movie. You know, it's got like old retro songs, et cetera. Right, yeah. And then for the second movie, 
all they did was just did all that over again, just amplified. That's right, so like, times two. Right? More yeah, 70s yeah. rock. More 70s rock, yeah. More, more quippy lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and instead of that being better, it's worse because it's not a, it's not a fully formed movie. It's a bunch of shit. Yeah. Whereas this, I felt, was like, oh, it, it just it touches on the original and knowing the original deepens it, but it's of the same universe and I could plausibly see, oh, this is 30 years uh, in the future. Yeah, in the same kind of thing, yeah. And if, it was cool because... I remember when the uh, the original Blade Runner had that re-release, and I went to go see it, and then that opening thing says like Los Angeles 2019, and everybody laughs because at the time it's like, oh, it's the completely wrong vision of the future, but now it's more like this is an alternate reality, and yeah. that makes it, yeah, yeah, I don't know, cooler to watch, and you're not making fun of it for being for being wrong, so wrong, yeah, no. I recommend it if people are into Blade Runner, go see it. If you don't like the original Blade Runner, there's no reason you like this one. Yeah, I would say don't be afraid to dislike it. A lot of people are like, it's amazing, and if you dislike it, they hate you. No, because I think, this is the thing, I think people cannot like the original Blade Runner, and I'm okay with that, because it's not a movie constructed in a way that's pleasing across the board. Like, it's not a very interesting story. And it's the same way with this movie. Is this story that interesting? Not really. Like there's no twist. There's also so many. I mean, dude, there's so many stupid holes. Well, th- how we didn't talk about that? It's like, oh, it ends up being that it. Oh, just randomly, the girl who he happened to go talk to, yeah, about the dream world. Oh, that just happens to be the whole key to the story. Well, you know, like it's so dumb. That's one of Roger Ebert's uh, movie fallacies. He talks about it's. I don't remember if it's called the fallacy of the extra character. Yeah, or exactly. It's like, but, oh, it, oh, it happens to be that. But person. anytime you see a movie and there's a character, we're like, why are they in this movie? Yeah, there's usually they're going to be something at the end goes, oh, it's actually... It's actually that character, yeah. 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 And the the thing that my friend and I... I have a friend who loves the movie a lot, and he and I were talking about it, but we both... All the scenes where people just walked into that police station and were able to do fucked up shit, like the one replicant goes in there and steals the bones... Right? Yeah, right. And then later she shows up in like the lieutenant's office and murders yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's no, it just seemed like, okay, this is a little. Like, what? Where, where is everyone? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing. They're only, it felt like there were only like four people in that universe. It didn't feel like a populated universe at all. It was very isolated, which I suppose was on purpose, but it felt like a movie with five people in it. Uh oh. Wants to be on the podcast. Elliot has strong opinions on Blade Runner. What did you think, buddy? 